doesn't take too much effort or time. It's just checking in on people. I think definitely having at least one person, one person in the entire world at least that you can go to, it just makes monumental difference. Hey there, my name is Sean and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives and we almost never talk about it. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, we're not very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations and hopefully better conversations with attempt survivors. Now, we are talking about suicide. This may not be a good fit for everyone, so please take that into account before you listen. I do hope you listen, because there is so much to learn. If you're a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. You can reach out at hello at suicidenoted.com. If you like the podcast, please support us by continuing to listen, letting folks know about it. It also helps if you rate and review the podcast. This helps more people in more places find these stories from these survivors. Today I'm talking with Ben. Ben lives in Perth, Australia, and he is a suicide attempt survivor. Hey, Ben. Hi. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, being open to sharing your stuff (laughs) because I know uh, most people are not. And I think it's helpful. Tell me this. You reached out to me. You had heard at least Mm -hmm. one of the episodes from this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I am curious, what compelled you to reach out? So it was sort of like a form of, I guess, I want to say like healing, I guess. So just like coming to terms with the whole process, Um, like recovery and stuff like that. You know, the whole thing about spreading awareness and, all that as well mm-hmm. um and also the fact that you know you had a lot of i see you, you have been branching out but sort of you have a lot of american mm-hmm. um speakers so i thought you know maybe getting a different perspective there would be interesting like i watched the one i forgot her name but from the united arab emirates fatima yeah it was it was nice having that different perspective and all that sort of stuff so absolutely yeah it's really interesting uh, that uh, that the, the way podcasts work with, I guess, Apple or Spotify. Mm. I don't know exactly how the algorithm works, but people can find it, and it's obviously not limited to geography. It's only limited to Wi-Fi. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, and I, and I hope more people can hear it, and more people uh, like you uh, reach out. I'd love to talk. You know. Yeah. Share with me if you would, and however you mm. want to, your attempt and i know it's somewhat new so again uh, i'll be delicate but i'll leave it up to you yeah. as to what you want to share okay yeah so it was unlike some of the other people that i've listened to um it was very premeditated for me mm-hmm. so i went through a very long uh planning process of um you know uh, coming to terms with the fact that i wanted to end my life and sort of just 
having a sort of like a sense of closure, I guess. So it was a lot of planning and a lot of sort of, I guess, writing, you know, notes and stuff like that. And also just sort of going through sort of, you know, the people that I wanted to, I guess, quote unquote, say goodbye to. It was more sort of just, you know, the whole thing where you go and you, I guess, not not necessarily say goodbye, but, you know, um, see someone for the last time. So I went through that process and I got to the point where I was sort of, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, full-time working so i don't have much money but i was buying gifts for people mm. as sort of like my last sort of way of saying you know goodbye um obviously not telling them that but that was the process and so yeah i sort of gave myself a week and then it got to the point where it was sort of the day that mm-hmm. i planned to do it i guess i do have to sort of go briefly into it so yeah, i was planning on taking medication like sort of sleeping pills I would, so i was going to take them and then i'd heard stories of you know people overdosing and then waking up so my i guess quote-unquote solution to that was um i would take the pills and then i would wait enough time so that they would start to set in and then i was going to like jump off a, a bridge basically so that was my plan initially and so I got to the night and I guess, so I made a post online sort of just anonymously on, um, it was Reddit of all things, mm-hmm. um, sort of saying, you know, this is it, I guess. So that was something. And I don't know what happened, but so one of my family members somehow found that post mm. and that was earlier in the day. So basically it was about 4 p.m when and i was at uni at this time this is all all on the same day is yeah i got a ton of texts and calls from my family at that time and i it was the first time because i've always been very private about this i haven't told anyone so yeah there was a lot of um calls and stuff and texts from family members which i didn't actually initially um respond to because i didn't know how I I was very um, overwhelmed Mm. at that point. To get back on topic, yeah, so it was about 11 o'clock at night. I still hadn't contacted my family, so it was getting pretty pretty late. And um, I had a a friend reach out to me, which I think I'll be talking about quite a bit, this guy. So he's someone I've known from school for about four or five years now. and we've always been very close. So he, I actually called him um, a few minutes before I was planning to do it all. So I called him and he didn't pick up. And I was, I was, I was literally seconds away from um, swallowing those pills when he, he literally called me back seconds before I was able to swallow them. So he called me and like sort of, talked to me briefly and said he would be there. So he, he drove to where I was. So I was sort of near a river where the, mm-hmm. you know, where the bridge was nearby. So he called me and just said, you know, stay put. I'll be there. So he came, he, he drove himself to me and we just talked for like two or three hours there, which was very, um, quite, I guess, humbling at the time because obviously I wasn't very public about the whole situation mm-hmm. and 
having him there was you know a big big help so it was like the the saving factor there i think definitely so yeah so yeah we, we were there in the, in the parking lot for about two or three hours just talking and then um i'd been drinking as well so he he drove me home and so yeah that was pretty much like the the actual you know mm-hmm. attempt I, I was that close to doing it so yeah he, he was incredibly supportive and it was a, yeah it was a good thing for me for sure well i'm wondering well, why you uh given especially given that you had done some planning or maybe mm-hmm. more than just some why do you think you called him mm. oh well i was at my lowest point definitely and i didn't I don't know why, but I just don't really see. I don't really see my family as um, being a good a good place to find support at that time. So right. I didn't have any other friends which I'd sort of been that close to. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely my fir- my first sort of um, choice, and also he'd he'd been there as well in the past. Um, where things weren't so bad, but yeah, a few years ago I was feeling. In a similar situation, not not nearly as bad, but mm-hmm. he he was always he was always there to help me. So that was sort of why I gravitated towards him first. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining him and you t- talking mm. when he comes. And one of the things I always ask people is how people in their life responded. Actually, mm. ask them sometimes if they can to go into what those conversations look like, because I think they're really important. I think a lot of people who are well-intentioned are often saying things or sometimes not saying things uh, that, that might be harmful. In yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've all been in those conversations. I'm thinking about your friend here, and it sounds like he was lending you support that <clears throat> was not harmful and maybe even helpful. I honestly think he's actually not <laughs> very good at talking about that kind of stuff, but he has a certain way of just talking and just, um, I guess, sort of convincing you that everything's going to be, you know, okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to move on from this. I wouldn't necessarily say he gave me advice. It was more just sort of, you know, um, understanding at that point and support. There are a few friends I've talked to recently after the whole thing, cause it became very public. And some of them, yeah, did give me some very realistic advice, and that, that helped me a lot. Yeah, at the time, this friend, I wouldn't really call it advice. It was more just sort of support. I think sometimes yeah. that's what we need. To each his or her own, but uh, yeah, I guess it just really depends. When was this, Ben? About two or three months ago now. Okay. So fairly recent. Yeah. Are you or were you recently in university? Yeah, so I'm still I'm still at uni. I'm a full time student. I'm studying teaching. Nice. So that's my my thing. Yeah. Awesome. When you finished up with that conversation, mm. did you go home? Did you go to a hospital? Something else? Yeah. So originally, I I just didn't <laughs> want to go home. Um, mm-hmm. I actually asked my friend if he could take me in for a day or two. And I think he he wanted to, but his circumstances didn't really allow that. So that was another thing where he sort of pushed me to, like he drove me home, but he also pushed me to sort of um, talk to my family about it 
and he he actually um even said to me you know um if you need me to come in with you then i'll, I'll be there to explain everything and that was just like such a huge help mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know convincing me to actually go back and talk to you know confront my family about it so yeah I, I, he didn't actually come in at the at the end of the day i i was able to go in by myself mm-hmm. but you know the offer was there and that sort of helped me yeah so i ended up going home mm-hmm. pretty late at night 2 a.m 3 a.m and your family knows what happened that night uh yeah so it was quite a um because it was a family member like a cousin of mine that initially saw my first post online it sort of circulated through the family quite quickly in a span of like an hour so i think at this point most of the family knows yeah um we're quite a small family anyway so mm-hmm. sort of bound to happen yeah how have they dealt with it or responded mm. yeah so my immediate family's been supportive i haven't talked to my slightly more distant family they live quite far away mm-hmm. so yeah everyone's been quite supportive and actually helped me to get sort of professional therapy so because that was one of my one of my main sort of obstacles with getting professional help was just the the financial side so they said you know they would help me pay for it so that was a big help hell yeah uh, and I'm, i've been starting that recently good is that how has that been thus far um it's it's good yeah we're sort of it's still sort of quite early days so i went to a gp to get referred to a psychologist and i've had about two sessions with him now mm-hmm. so it's sort of just diagnosing and thinking about where we, where, we, where we should go from from here right but they've right. definitely been helpful so far yeah good do you have any idea i hesitate to ask or use the word diagnosis i'm not a doctor obviously and i know mm. you're getting help do you have any idea what's up and is there a name for it <clears throat> so when i initially went to the the gp she asked me a lot of questions sort of like uh you know how long have you had these sorts of thoughts um how severe have they been and i just sort of said you know since i was like eight i think mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was you know <laughs> normal at the time right and i, right. I find out yeah it's it's not <laughs> um hmm. it's definitely not a normal thing so sort of had a feeling in the back of my mind that i might have sort of chronic depression and sort of my gp confirmed that in the first one or two sessions that i had with her yeah so yeah she asked me a lot of questions and sort of got me to actually think you know these things are not that these things are not normal Mm -hmm. that these are things that you know are not not regular thoughts for for other people it's a long time to be struggling and feeling that way long time years and years obviously yeah for sure yeah and, and that was another thing is that you know because you didn't you didn't think other people sort of had that same problem so you sort of isolate yourself and you feel quite alienated so that was another big thing yeah right do you think that the timing of it has anything to do with sort of the the state of how we're, many of us are living these days with the lockdown mm. or i don't know how it is in um, your area but i assume it's similar yeah. to most areas yeah so actually um western australia has been almost relatively untouched by the pandemic Hmm. um it's pretty much it's been normal life over here for the past few months pretty much okay um which is is nice (laughs) yeah yeah. um i think the pandemic might have contributed a little bit to 
sort of just stress and all that at the start. Personally, I feel like it didn't really affect me too much, no. Mm-hmm. I don't have any data, but pretty sure when they do eventually collect data from this time period, they will see a mm-hmm. significant spike in all sorts of oh, yeah. related issues, including suicide. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Do you think that there is a why behind this stuff? If I were to ask you, well, I guess I am asking you. It's a tough <laughs> question, right? Like, Because if it were me, and I've never tried, I've been close a couple of times. Mm. If someone were to ask me why, why, why did you do that? I would not mm. know really where to begin. I could try to, For sure. so, but I do want to ask it because some people do have answers. Like, is there a mm. why behind you ultimately almost mm-hmm. taking your life? Well, I think initially there was the whole um, thing that I mentioned before about it sort of being very alienating. Um, you feel very alone, mm-hmm. isolated. And, and if, it, if it wasn't for, you know, like that sort of my closer, like my closest sort of school friend that I don't know what I would have really done um, at school. Because um, obviously school's a big part of your life at the time, and um, yeah, because you, know, you spend yeah you spend hours there every day, and so if you're in a sort of culture where you feel alienated, then that really does have an impact on you um, into your adult adult life. So I went to a very like private preppy school, um, quite sport focused as well, mm-hmm. um, and that's <laughs> that's not really who I am personally. I'm more of you know an introvert type person sort of more into the arts. So yeah, that I don't want to say I didn't fit in, but it definitely wasn't sort of, it didn't help. So he, he was really good in making me actually feel sort of a connection during that time. So when it got to sort of university years, so I, we sort of fell out of contact for about a year or so. And so that year that my first year at uni, very hard on me because I just didn't have any of that social contacts that I was very used to mm. back at school. And I think it's a problem a lot of people um, encounter the transition from you know high school to mm. university or college. So so that was something. And I think, yeah, for me, sort of, I, I definitely do need that social aspect in my life. Yeah. And so when I don't, when I don't get that personally, it's quite devastating emotionally to me that, definitely aided to it and then this year sort of i had a lot of academic difficulties on top of all the other stuff so because teaching is a very stressful occupation that's what i yeah, did for so, several years i i, I yeah <laughs> i agree it can be very yeah. stressful yes yeah so i had a prac right around the corner in the week where i planned to take my life my prac was scheduled for the, the week after that and I think there was a lot of stress regarding that as well. Yeah. Socially, I wasn't doing very well at the time. And um, sort of, I was sort of losing a lot of passion in my hobbies as well. So that was another thing that was happening. Just to add to that, yeah. for people who are listening that might have people in their lives who are struggling, these are also red flags, for lack of a better word. Oh, yeah. Right? For like sure. somebody who loves doing a, something and they stop loving it, uh, that's something to be noted. <laughs> I still think I, I was personally very lucky that somebody saw that post that I made online. That was extremely lucky because without that, I wouldn't have had any support during that day. And that probably would have n- not been a good um, combination. So 
we would probably um, not be talking right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it just stresses. It really stresses the importance to me of just um, having people that care and sort of verbalize that they care because uh, up until now, I have been quite distant with family and yeah. stuff like that. So we're not really in the habit of talking openly about these sorts of things, and and I'm not with my friends either until until recently. So mm-hmm. just having people that are there and sort of saying, you know, um, I'm willing to listen or you know just support you, just that kind of stuff is just very, it's beneficial. Yeah, conversations I've had with other people, there's mm-hmm. a sort of thread of a common thread often of I didn't die. But you still, many of them still are facing the same world or the same problems or the same whatever the next day or the next moment, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's sure. part of the conversation, at least in my experience, that we often don't talk about. I think there's a lot around just don't do it. Sure. Now what, mm-hmm. right? So I know you're getting some professional help and it sounds like you've opened up to your family and I'm not diagnosing here at all, but there still remains some stuff. When you had emailed me, I think one of the things that stuck out, it was a short email, but I remember you wrote something around your dark thoughts and I'm imagining those haven't just magically gone away. For sure. And that's definitely one thing that um, <laughs> I love him to death, but the, that friend of mine, he's not good at that kind of stuff sort of um mm, mm. you know like it's it's it was a very sort of you know it's all uphill from here type mm-hmm. thing yes that really helped at the time to right. get me out of that immediate circumstance yeah it's not always going to be that easy and I, I acknowledge that a few of my other friends have had more realistic sort of viewpoints on that is that yeah like some days it's just going to be maybe not necessarily just as bad but it's going to be you know not the best and it's not going to be a linear uh, trajectory after right. and that, and that's sort of the thing is you know you get this outpouring of support around around the time that you're that you attempt and then after that it definitely peters out quite quickly in my yes. experience yes do you have any fear around i know this is all relatively new so i want to be careful mm. how i frame some of this stuff uh, but sure. given, given that you've dealt with with this for years, do you have any fear around like, this may never entirely go away? I'm going to mm. deal with this shit forever. And <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's almost that sort of feeling that if you lapse into it again, you're going to be disappointing a lot of people. Because, you know, you get that initial support from everyone. And then, but once you get, you know, if it happens again, it sort of becomes... I think in my in my mind and a lot of other people's minds, it becomes a bit of a burden. That is something that you have to sort of think about because yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't just disappear. Um, it's definitely something that you have to work through or just live with. Yeah, I think definitely it's something that it, it takes a lot of time to get through it and a lot of efforts. Yeah, you had said that you you did actually write a note that evening or sometime yeah. that you did? Yeah, I'll go into that. So I, I had written notes for most of my closer friends. Oh, you um, wrote several notes to individual people. Yeah. It was just sort of coincidence that at the time, well, I, I had sort of everyone's notes. It was sort of like a, a I guess, a way of making peace with myself. Yeah. Mm. Um, so <laughs> on the day that... I was gonna. I was attempting 
and my and that friend of mine came to help me. I sort of handed him the the note and I said, you know, you can have this. And he, and he 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 declined it. <laughs> he said, "No, I'm not taking this. Um, mm. Keep it." And that was very. It, it was yeah. It was not what I was expecting, and it sort of it actually did. I think in the end, help me because um, mm. he just wouldn't accept it. He said, "I'm not taking this. Keep it." And actually, what we ended up doing with um the notes that I wrote was, um, so we were near a river, and he got me to actually throw all the notes into the river <laughs> that is that right so all of them yeah. are in the river gone gone yeah that was actually a very it sounds easy just throwing a bunch of paper into the river but it was actually physically for me it was physically challenging at the time i it actually took me a few minutes to actually muster up sort of you know the strength to just throw them a lot of that obviously would have been mental but at the time yeah it was it was like sort of like a huge sort of I don't want to say burden that I've been carrying around, but just sort of like this obstacle. And then, yeah, once I ended up throwing them, I did feel lighter. Like I, I, I felt, yeah, a, a lot lighter after I'd thrown them. So it was a sort of way to sort of, I want to say heal and, and move mm-hmm. on. Um, it was maybe a bit of a different way um, than you might expect, but I think mm-hmm. ultimately it really helped me um, mm-hmm. to move on from that. It was definitely very... Um, satisfying to to watch the the notes as they sort of floated away it was it was very you know that was a moment that i won't forget anytime i bet i bet and you want to be a teacher yes that is that still is that still still the plan or have you changed courses or changed paths it's still the plan i um i did that prac and obviously i was (laughs) emotionally still very um distraught or raw when I actually went to the prac the next week, mm. so yeah, it, it did it did affect it for sure. Um, I still, I definitely still want to continue that because that sort of you can be that sort of support if you need to be for students, which is something that you know drove me quite initially to pursue teaching. So, yeah. By the for way, sure. uh, for for we uh, Western Hemisphere folks, what's a mm. prac? I don't know if you guys would call them like an internship. It's it's mm. it's quite similar um, in terms of so you'd get some hands-on experience as an actual teacher, pretty much. So as a student teacher or assistant teacher, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We would say internship, I think. Or what did I what did I do as teacher? Teacher. Geez, it's been a while, man. <laughs> <laughs> what age, mm. by the way, do you want to teach? Do you know? Um, secondary, so high school, that'd be year seven to twelve. So grade seven to twelve for you guys. Yeah. What if one of your students came to you mm. and shared some stuff with you as teacher that sounded similar to what you've recently been going through? What might you say or do that would be, I don't know, but given what you've gone through? Well, initially, I think the most important thing is always to just well listen to them and then I guess reassure them that, yeah, like you have support if it's needed um, and I can support you, I will, I, that I will support you like however I can in any way that I can. I think it is a bit, I don't want to say unfortunate, but it it can be quite overwhelming for students because 
I think sort of I'm not sure how it is in the in the United States, but at least over here, there's very strict protocols as to sort of how you respond to a student that's disclosed this sort of information. Strict. Um, and I think that can be hard for some students because they don't want <laughs> this whole thing to turn into something big. Oh yeah. It's sort of the same thing that happened to me is, you know, with my family finding out is that it was very overwhelming at the time, but I think it's necessary in a, in a lot of cases, uh, especially for, um, if a student's at the point where they're actually needing to disclose to you, then I think at that point, yeah, it might be necessary to escalate it. So, yeah. So the imminent risk or however you call it, I do think though, I, I have no, solutions here but for sure there are some people for sure knowing what the likely response will be mm-hmm. hospitalization or whatever don't don't say anything and i think it's not good no no i actually did have a student during prac that was going through that sort of um experience and this was his his he's a he's in grade 12 mm-hmm. so i think there was a lot of stress going on at that time just to meet grades and marks and all that. And you wouldn't be able to tell it because he's top student mm. and everything. But yeah, what one, one day after class, he just came in and just, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot to take in, but I think he had made that choice and, you know, it actually shows maturity, I think from a student to realize that. So, Oh yeah, strength, maturity for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wasn't nearly um right. confident enough to do that when I was a student. So right, yeah, yeah. same here. What? Did, how did you deal with him? I mean, don't you don't need to go into details, of course, but like, sure, sure. were you were you uncomfortable? Were you like, how um, how did you respond to that? It was the first time I'd encountered something like that, and um, obviously, we're taught a lot of responses but i think at the end of the day sort of just the immediate response is very i think personal to each teacher and so i was quite surprised actually that he chose to disclose it to me because i'd only been i'd been a student teacher and i'd I'd only been there for about three weeks Mm -hmm. but i guess he felt safe enough to to disclose it it was a lot easier for me i think to relate and also to i guess build that sense of camaraderie because I'm so I'm I'm 19 so I'm like only a year or two older mm. than a lot of the students that I'm actually teaching in grade 12 so in that sense it it is it was easier for me to build that sort of trusting relationship I think they get you started in that classroom early Oh yeah, that's young. Yeah, young. That's... It's interesting because I don't think I would have been able to do that. I ended up getting into teaching, like high school teaching. Mm-hmm. I was maybe thirty. I don't, and I oh. felt young. I felt young, which is just my own <laughs> stuff. I can't imagine being, you know, a couple year or two older than some of my students. And I think it's amazing that you just did it. I, I would be hard for me. I'd feel weird. Mm. Yeah, no, they definitely do get you in there early, early. I think. I honestly think earlier the better. Um, yeah. Just get the experience, and yeah, it's honestly more important than any essay or whatever you have to write. Yeah. Thesis. When that student came to you, was that before or after your attempt, or your near attempt? Um, after. Do you think he had any sense, like this guy Ben, 
or Mr. Curtis, whatever mm. they call you. Uh, <laughs> do you think there was any of that or was it just more of that's a coincidence and he just said, oh. like, I can trust him? Yeah, it, it's tough to say because even as a teacher, I'm quite a um, reserved person. And with the size of the class, it was only five people in this class. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah. you, it was very easy to get to know them on a personal level. I think either subconsciously or consciously, he, he probably did um, because he was a very I, – I heard almost nothing from him for about the first two weeks. Um, he was an incredibly quiet student, academically very good, but very quiet. And only sort of in the third week did he start opening up. And I think me being of a more reserved nature definitely helped him to open up and, you know, eventually get to that point where he was, he felt safe um, disclosing. Yeah. Information. I'm glad he did. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. By the way, kind of random coincidence. I found, Mm. I don't know Fatima who you had mentioned found me or I found her, but that was, I believe on Reddit, which I rarely use, but there's a lot going on there, man. Yeah. No. A lot of people using Reddit these days. Yeah. So much stuff. What else would you like to share? I never know exactly who's listening. (laughs) I don't know where they are. I don't know why they're listening, but they're out there. Um, So yeah, sort of open-ended. What what, what you want to share with with the world Mm -hmm. or at least the world on this podcast. It's already been stressed a lot of times, but I'm going to stress it again, just is having a support network, Mm -hmm. just having people that will be there for you. And, and, and Hey, like even it might be hard for you if you're the one that's sort of suffering, but be that person that goes out of their way to sort of, you know, check in on others and support them or just give them that compliment. You know, it's just very simple stuff that you can do. Yeah. every day and i think it, it it literally did save me a couple of times at school when i was facing a lot of issues um this, this friend of mine that i talked about he definitely was there regardless if he knew or not about the troubles i was facing he was just there and mm-hmm. that was something that was so powerful to me and um i think we can all sort of do that it doesn't take too much effort or time it's just checking in on people i think definitely having at least one person you know one person in the entire world at least that you can go to it just makes monumental difference yeah definitely yeah it sounds maybe for some cliche or corny even but it's so true yeah i appreciate the fact that you reached out and then also that you came on and you especially given that it's rather recent you mm. shared about it and uh, didn't really hold back, which I do think when people hear this stuff, that makes a difference. So thank you for that. Yeah, I think definitely it is recent, but sort of this, it was sort of a way for me to um, process what had happened. Yeah. Cause um, obviously even though, you know, I'm opening up to people a lot more, it's still quite, I'm still quite um, wary to disclose this amount of information to people. Yeah. And, you know, doing this, I think, helped me, but also help other people, I think, that might be yep. in that same situation. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Before we go, and I want to do, I do genuinely want to thank you again. What is one thing 
you had mentioned a couple of things you like to do when you were in school, some hobbies, uh, or mm. I think you used the word hobbies, but what is one thing that brings you joy? It sounds so simple, but literally just having those times where you hang out with your friends. I think I might be someone that places a bit too much emphasis on sort of social connection, but it's honestly, it's what makes me um, feel, feel, feel the best about myself. So that's definitely what I enjoy. And that's, you know, part of the reason I want to go start teaching is that you get that sort of feedback loop where you're, you know, you're, you're constantly working to, I, I wouldn't say improve other people's lives. That might be a bit <laughs> too much, but, um, you know, at least, at least being that, that teacher where, you know, the student can walk in and not feel like they're going to be attacked um, or just have a bad, you know, have a bad day. So agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So I do hope I never had how to really close these things, but uh, <laughs> I do genuinely appreciate you coming on and sharing and do hope that you're okay. I, I, cause I know for me, I've dealt with mental health stuff for years mm. and uh, I sometimes, I don't want to say this to people, but I want to, I feel like saying just because I kind of got through that thing, doesn't mean everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just hope that you get through shit. <laughs> in a way that, you know, yep. just be really frank about it. I just get through <laughs> it in a way that doesn't suck and maybe even gets better, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, because that's one of the things that I touched on. It's, it's not a linear <laughs> improvement. But I think, yeah, like slowly, you know, even if it's extremely slow, I feel like you, you can get there eventually to, to, to a point where you're sort of, you know, happy with yourself to, to a certain degree. So all we can do um, is try, man. We can try. Yeah, for sure. And obviously I, I'm still, I, I, I do acknowledge that I'm quite, <laughs> quite young. So I've heard some of the people yeah. who are in their fifties sort of talk about it and they seem quite in tune, I think with their emotions and the, and their mindset. Yeah. So yeah, age is part of it, but uh, everyone's yeah. got their own thing going. You learn. And by the way, I didn't ask you when we, we, we hopped on the call. Are you in Perth mm. or in that general region? Uh, I'm in Perth. Yeah. Okay. I got to check yeah. Perth out sometime. I've been fortunate enough to do some traveling and uh, <laughs> curious about it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been pretty much unaffected by COVID. Yeah. So it's, yeah, life here has been relatively normal for the past months um yeah sometimes living here you tend to you tend to forget that the rest of the world is sort of a lot of the rest of the world is definitely struggling a lot um yeah in terms of covid so yeah this it's been actually i don't know how to describe it here but it's really weird because it's not only covid but the whole political thing is just bizarro Mm. so we've got a lot of moving parts and and it's yeah is what it is so yeah sure all right ben i'll follow up with you and thanks again for uh for coming on and talking yeah honest and open oh good no yeah thank you for having me on and all that and uh all right then yeah be in touch be well and and take care yep cheers you too all right bye As always, thanks so much for listening and special thanks to Ben out in Perth, Australia. 
You can follow us on social media at Suicide Noted, and you can also check out our YouTube channel if video is your thing. If you're a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com. And if you like the art and craft of storytelling, I've got a new podcast. It's called Grit, True Stories That Matter. We just released our first episode, so check that out if you want. Until we connect again, stay strong, do the very best you can. I'll talk to you soon.